Are you telling me that you're uncomfortable with the idea of a whole herd of alpacas wanting to fuck your dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this makes you uneasy. Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello! Hi! Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. I'm Richie Redding, and we are coming at you from a basement in the suburbs again, right in front of Lisa's bat mitzvah mural. My parents' house. Because we're super cool. <laughs> but tell you who is super cool is our guest today. She's a, uh, she's a DVM. Yes, you know what that means? a doctor of veterinary medicine. Yeah, I was going to make something way more crass. The, the, the V was going to be, you know what the V was going to be. Vagina? But, yeah, but she's not just <laughs> a DVM, but she is a specialist, one might say, that you might know as the alpaca vet. Dr. Aaron Mazur. Hey. <laughs> I want to get to all the excitement right up front. Okay. Um, you took us on a tour of a mother effing alpaca farm. Totally, yeah. Yeah, you did. Did you guys have fun? We had. Oh my god, so much the fun. most fun. Um, and <laughs> baby alpacas in need of snugs. Well, I think more important than that was how good did I look in my onesie with my mullet? Can oh, you looked great. It? You looked amazing. The universe told me to buy some coveralls, and then one week later. Bam, invite to an alpaca farm. <laughs> and I looked like I worked there, and Lisa <laughs> looked pretty out of place. <laughs> nice jeans and a sweater, loser. Yeah, because that's how you know that, like, you know a little bit about what you're doing. Because, like, I didn't, I just, I've been there before, mm-hmm. done that. But we did put you to work. Dr. Aaron, do you have any words about how, about Richie's performance on the farm? Would he have passed through vet school if he were your intern? Um, if <laughs> if he was my intern, I probably <laughs> would have had to give him an extra pep talk or two. You're yeah. you're a little hesitant, which is common. A lot of my interns that come in with no experience are a little like touch yeah. and go, and I have to tell them like, look, just get right in there and grab an animal. You know, <laughs> you got to go for it. Uh, yeah. So you are, if I must say so, quite the hooker. You're quite yes. the alpaca hooker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I did so. For, Maybe you want to explain it, that. Yeah, ex- explain the process of hooking an alpaca to our our uh, neophyte listeners. Okay, so um, I mean, the best way to catch and restrain an alpaca is just to kind of like make your forearm and your hand sort of into like a hook, and just mm-hmm. kind of gently hook them around the neck. And generally, if you do that like firmly but gently and quickly they just stop moving okay so it's you kind of want to think about it as if you're like using a shepherd's crook you know but they might spit on you well let's get hold on on that (laughs) so yeah i watched you gently but firmly grab these guys and, and lean them against a wall and then i went to do it and there's they pretty much panic when i grab them around the neck and i 
this might sound dumb. I didn't know it was so much throat, you know? Yeah. Like, as soon as I grabbed it, it was like, eh. like I've, I, and they got, like, that, that weird-ass sound where they're, like, all worried. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yoinks. <laughs> so, so I would hook it, and then it starts backing away immediately. And let's face it, I'm a little light in the ass for this sport anyway. Light in the ass. And it was just a panic. It was an absolute panic. Like, I—, I, I I think my my blood pressure went through the roof for like the one that I actually held. You also, in fairness, did not know I was going to make you work. I was like, let's make them work. That's what they did to me in vet school. So I just felt the need. It was like displaced aggression. Just be glad, Richie, that it was like a dicey situation with a 170 pound animal instead of like a 2,500 pound animal. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Which we can still do, by the way. I'm good. Aaron has graciously, for some reason, invited you back. Are to you also a hippo doctor? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's a 2,500 pound animal? Uh, cattle. That's a lot of beef. Yeah. It is a lot of beef. <laughs> but yeah, you, you mentioned something that I just want to make sure that we talk about. Hands down, my favorite thing about alpacas is that noise that they make when they're stressed. Uh, yes, that's what? it. Uh, <laughs> How'd you know? I got a bad feeling about this, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It is my favorite thing. They are such little like stressy Bessies. And if they're unsure about anything, they're just like, "Ah, ah." Like, I just love it. It gets me every time. You guys, look, I know know you're the older kids, but I don't feel happy here. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. As we're doing this, Chloe just started to whimper just because I think my being nervous just made her nervous. Made her nervous. I hear I her. That was a nervous yawn. Yeah. She just did the, nerv- uh, the yawn. It'll be a miracle if we don't have to stop five times for Chloe effing this one up. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say, so we want to get into, you know, how you came to be the alpaca vet, but also you are the first person I ever met who had their hand up something's ass while I, when I met them. I, no. <laughs> You're the second person, but it was a way different situation. Uh, no, no, this was the first. This was the first. This was the first time. Uh, what, what were you doing in their heinies? Oh, yeah. You, so you guys joined me on a research day. So you caught me in the middle of collecting 40 fecal samples from different animals. So to make sure that we have the proper identification for the sample, I have to take it directly from the rectum. Rectum? Damn near killed him. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that that was absolutely a uh, a very interesting way to meet you, and yeah. I mean just just fearless right across the board. But I didn't know how heavily lube came into the picture or factored in when you're an alpaca vet. You got yourself a, a big old pump container of lube there. Yeah, it's a gallon, and it has a like a pump attachment, so I can just pump it into my hand as I go. Do the alpacas prefer a certain brand? You know, are they are they KY kids or can you just go like Kirkland brand with that? Oh, Kirkland brand for sure. You're just buying in bulk. Oh yeah, the cheap stuff. Yeah. I wonder who else uses that Kirkland. Cheap stuff, but pump. you're not cheap with the lube. Not That's, cheap with yeah, the lube. No. no. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So now that we've discussed uh, lube and how lo- good I looked in my dickies, uh-huh. let's get to. How did you guys mean? Yeah. Aaron, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Um, So I had seen you post on the House Call Vets page asking for somebody that was doing house calls in New Jersey with a USDA accreditation who I I think you said on the post could be discreet. (laughs) 
<laughs> sounds like me. So, I don't know. Something like so that. So cryptic but, too. Sounds, yeah. Yeah. However it read, I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see what this is about just because I'm curious. So, um. <laughs> you got to have accreditation and not be a blabbermouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like reading between the lines. This sounds like maybe a celebrity job. So I, um. I gave you my contact information and uh, you called me and I was like super nervous to talk to you, like super, super nervous. And then you, <laughs> so you told me who the client was and it was indeed a celebrity. And uh-huh. my husband was like freaking out because he was listening That's in so and funny. he's like losing his mind and like fangirling all over the place. <laughs> and it just he like, Lindsay it Wong. went right over my head. Like I just, I didn't even listen to that part. It didn't stress me out. And I got uh-huh. off the phone and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And he's like, I know. I can't believe it. I can't believe you're going to go see her. And I was like, no, that was Lisa Lipman, Kevin. And he was like, oh, I love you. What? And this is why I fell in love with you. I don't even know what happened, but I clung to you like glue because I was like, you're the coolest because you do so many cool things. I mean, besides let's, I mean, I think we were a little light on the intro, but like all... Besides being an alpaca vet, which right is like here. just the only one. I know. I love Talk her. Talking shit about <laughs> my I intro. God, She's babe. the most beautiful writer, oh. Oh. beautiful human, a beautiful writer, and does all this research. Yikes. and <laughs> And is so funny and well-written. And you had a podcast too. And you talk about all the fun, controversial things. Like you don't shy away from the things that people think are controversial about your job. You dive into them so hard. And I want people to know this and and who anybody who has any questions, because I've always said like, you know, everybody thinks their food comes from the, their supermarket, right? Not just their food, right? Their food, their fiber, whatever. Right. And, you know, I got to do a rotation in vet school that was like two weeks on a beef farm and two weeks on a dairy farm where I lived there for four weeks. And I always say everybody needs to do these rotations because they're like more like life rotations, not Absolutely. just rotations. But you don't shy away from any of that. Like, where does your meat come from? You're a huge proponent of buying local and supporting the people that you work with. And obviously you love, let me just put it out there for anybody who's not even sure or doesn't know or wants to say otherwise, obviously you love animals, love, love, love animals and do it for the animals. But like, obviously also you eat meat and you don't shy away from any of that hard stuff. So anyway, right. So we, somehow I clung to you because I thought you were the coolest and convinced you to take us to an alpaca farm. But we're (laughs) skipping over an important part, But wait, I just want to make sure that the celebrity celebrity was Lindsay Vaughn and it was for their upcoming show, The Pack, where they asked me to go vet her dog. And I was like, no, USDA accreditations, international health certificates for animals are like the hardest thing. And I just am afraid of them at every turn. So I needed somebody smarter than me to do it. And that was you. Okay. So if I can pull back the veil a bit, what had happened was uh, (laughs) on that same call when Lisa got that gig that wound up getting passed off to you, we were Marie Kondoing the shit out of her place. It was like last Mm -hmm. November probably. And uh, I was going through drawers, you know, there was junk drawers. And I was like, oh, these are the Tootsie Rolls that that guy gave me to give to my friend that has MS. And there's special medicine in them. And Lisa totally uncharacteristically just goes, gimme. I've never eaten an edible in my life. So unlike her. I toss it over to her and she's like, should I eat eat half or the whole thing? And and I'm just like, eat the whole thing, you pussy. And And she's like, no, I'll eat half. And she eats half of it. Aren't you supposed to eat like just a tiny little like 
just a little tiny well, where bite. Were you? No. Where were you? No. Where were you when I needed you? you? Eat, get all the drugs on the inside. <laughs> right. That's where the oh drugs should be. Yeah. That's how you smuggle them right. inside. <laughs> and Not good. So, <laughs> Not good. So right after she eats that, the phone rings, and it's this producer who's talking her ear off. And she comes out half an hour later, <laughs> and she's looking around. She's a little bit, you know, I can tell she's, a little, she's feeling it. But then she's looking around, and she sees the other half of the Tootsie Roll and goes, nope. And, <gasps> and I no. says to, yeah, I says to myself, I'm like, I think she's just getting the munchies, and she wanted that chocolate, and she doesn't oh, realize. No, I didn't think I was feeling anything. So I was you like, really all right, stuck I'll just your take foot in it. Yeah. Another half an hour goes by, and the, and the call mercifully ends. She hangs up with the phone, and she goes, I'm hammered. <laughs> so hot. Uh, and it's real fun. I'm it's so real, real fun. I yeah. like high lippy. And then really high lippy showed up, and <laughs> oh, no. she starts crying uncontrollably. Yeah, well, I was hallucinating and, like, feeling terrible. What were you seeing? Can we know what you were seeing? There There was was, a reflection, right? Yeah, there was a reflection. Richie had this, like, huge powder red red jar of powder, like, yeah, protein powder, and it was, like, reflecting in the mirror, and it was, like, somebody's bloody head, and (gasps) I don't even know. It was really (laughs) Dude, what goes on on the inside, Lisa? That's some (laughs) shit right Uh, there. You know why? Because we were also watching Haunted Hill, or the Haunting of Hill House, or whatever that show was. Okay, so another half an hour goes by, and she's, like, sobbing, and I've got to put her in the shower. Well, no, not before you take a video. Oh, I did so make a, a video. very nice video. I think we should play out Anybody, with that video. Listen, if you're a true fan of the show, you will request this video. I will yeah. send it to you personally yeah. in DM. I'm going to have to see it. It's me you crying. really it's have me crying to see it. and going, Richie, and Richie going. Uh, well, they'll give away the video. But at any rate, uh, so like another half hour goes by. I have to put Lisa in the shower to try to like calm her down. And then while she's in and the shower, I just, I'm like... <laughs> So I got a show and uh, <laughs> I got to go. So yeah, I, I felt so bad, but I had to leave. And this poor thing just had to trip it up by herself. Well, honestly, though, good for you guys for getting through that. Because I had an ex-boyfriend come home like super hammered one time and I had to shower him. And I was just like, this is this is where it ends. You're, you're, yeah. I'm really? done now. That's, that's probably. Yeah, I was yeah, like, you, you know. I, I just can't I just can't do this I can't look at you the same See don't make Aaron break up with me See and, now you make Aaron break up with me Well no <laughs> like, she wasn't there yeah. that, But that what you that's well, like Well and it'll never happen again But that's I the mean, Seinfeld thing that's the definition of bad naked right That was the bad naked If oh, you're washing God. off a sobbing high guy bad naked Were you always fascinated with alpacas? No, it just kind of, it's its one of those things that just sort of like happened at me. Like it just introduced itself into my life at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had um, moved back to New Jersey after li- living in Indiana and working in Indiana for a couple of years. And I was doing small animal work and livestock work in Indiana. And I'm originally from New Jersey. So when we moved back here, I was looking for um, a livestock practice to work for and I couldn't find one. But I knew that there was a lot of livestock in New Jersey. So I joined a small animal practice briefly. And while I worked at that practice, 
I started writing my business plan and doing market research and trying to figure out how I would launch a livestock practice. Very grown up of you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I'm nothing if not cautious. It's the Jew in me. You know, we, ah. we got to stay on our toes. Which, by the do you know any other Jewish large animal vets? You know... That's a good question. And also, once once you're don't I want you to finish this story, obviously. Okay. But I also want to know what made you want to be a large animal vet for the people, and what's it like being a Jewish female large animal vet? So please answer all those questions. Oh. Thanks. Bye. Oh, okay. yeah. And once you're done with this story, this is good okay. interviewing, babe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I know you're answering a question, but I have six more. Richie's so just uh, just answer them at your own pace. It's like talking to my mom. <laughs> my mom does this to me. She'll be like, "What did you eat for dinner?" And I'm like, "Well, Kevin made." And she's like, "How's Cyrus?" And I'm like, "Can we?" Uh. Yep, yep. I know your mom very well. I feel like I live with her. Yeah. <laughs> um, her name is also Lisa, so it, it makes no. sense. Is it really? Yeah. No. Yeah, really, really. What's her middle name? Michelle. What? Stop it. Shut the front Stop. door. Stop. Are, Are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, if you want to talk about good podcasting technique, <laughs> Lisa is currently on her back <laughs> on the floor yeah. while Chloe is licking her face <laughs> while she laughs <laughs> because she tried to, to get on the, Yeah, she. All right, <laughs> she I'm your mom. Down. Wait, hold on. One L or two? <laughs> I'm Michelle. your mom. And <laughs> what was that? One L or two in Michelle. Uh, two. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Where did she go to camp? I swear to God. I am cavelling right now. Seriously, I'm cavelling. Uh, I don't know if my mom went to camp. All right. Okay. Back to you. Back to you. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I was working part-time and I was like mega pregnant. So I was basically a blimp with legs. <laughs> and um, I I was literally just driving around on my off days and trying to find farms. And I would get like drive down a driveway onto a farm unannounced, which is a really good way to make friends with farmers, by the way. Yeah. Do you have to get out with your hands up? Yeah, basically. <laughs> And um, there's a Jew you know, coming. <laughs> <laughs> driving a two door Honda Civic that kept catching fire, by the way. Um, That's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. What a mess. I had to like thriller movie, like throw myself out of my burning vehicle while pregnant one day and what? eating a meatball sub at the same time because it caught fire. Hold on, a Wawa meatball sub? Yes. Obviously. Was the sub okay? Props yeah. for holding on to that sandy. Yeah. Wow. And I just like, Walked across the highway and stood there eating my sandwich. And I just like called my husband and I was like, yeah, my uh, car's on fire. Uh, got out of it. Took 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 the sandwich with me. So uh. <laughs> good news, bad news. The car's yeah. on fire, but I'm not hungry. So <laughs> I mean, a pregnant, hungry woman is probably more dangerous than a car that's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, so um, I would I was literally just trying to find people when they were out working and say, "Hey, are you interested in a veterinary service? What do you need? What are you looking for from a vet? What kind of animals do you have, and what kind of care do they need?" And so most of the places I went um, were alpaca farms. So that's so I was weird. Like, Shoot, um, like you weren't I've trying never... to find alpacas; you just found alpacas. They found yeah. You. And I was like, I've never even touched one, so I guess I got to learn some shit. Really fast. Is there a whole alpaca culture that we don't know about? Oh, for sure. Have you guys ever seen um, Best in Show? Yep. Yeah. So picture that, but alpacas. Wait, right. is there alpaca shows? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Shut up. I mean, shows yeah. are how you really like establish like the standard of a breed or like, yeah. But like people walk them around a ring and shit? Oh, yeah. 
The farm where you were at, there's some national grand champions on that farm. No way. Do they like yeah. prance? They prance around in a circle. Yeah, and those some of those animals are worth tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Next trip with Dr. Aaron is going to be a show. An alpaca show. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Um, I've never yeah. <laughs> so I've never been like behind the scenes of one, but I've heard some some pretty crazy stories from my clients about you know, shit that goes down like at night after the shows are over and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, that's my answer for how I got into alpaca medicine. It was just what my area needed. So I adapted to try to fit that and, um, you know, just be able to deliver what my clients wanted. And it turned out to be, I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's crazy because I never would have thought in a million years, like, oh, I'm going to be an alpaca vet. Yeah. It's not a sentence you hear. And of course, I was years into my career already. So, I mean, I think that's something that people never talk about either is that I think people assume once you start something, you're stuck in it forever and they don't remember that you can flex and change and and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I say it all the time. One day, babe. Yeah. One day. Um, no, but but what made you want to be? Uh, did you always know you wanted to be a large animal vet? And what? Uh, no. And, and also fact- Jewish. Well, a Jewish woman, well, no, well, it's just what it's like to be a Jew. Cause I mean, working with farmers, right. Working in areas where, you know, they may not see you as a doctor, even as a woman, let alone a Jew, which they probably just don't even know. Right. No. So yeah. No. Right. I mean, you no. tuck the horns away, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess, so in terms of doing livestock work, um, I actually didn't, even think about going to vet school until I was almost done with my senior year of college. Um, so I wanted to do something in in food supply. So what I thought I was going to do was go into like crop engineering or soil engineering or something like that. Um, so something agriculture related, but more on the crop management side. Um, so I was at Rutgers doing the um, all of the agricultural stuff. And they told me that I had to take an animal practicum. It was just a requirement to graduate. And I was like, eh, all right, what, what fits into my schedule? And so dairy, the dairy rotation was what fit into my schedule. And I was like, oh my God, I've never seen a cow in real life. Let's just get this over with. So (laughs) I like, I walked into the barn my first day and I looked down the row of just these like happy little Holsteins, like just chomping away at their food. And I was like, Holy crap. I'm going to I'm going to go to vet school and I'm going to be I'm going to be a cow vet. That's what I want to do. I want to see <laughs> really? cows every single day. Cuz you just fell in love with them. Yeah, and I was like it's perfect. You know, this is this is food supply. It's animal health. It's a public health service. It you know, it ticks all the boxes. So, I actually thought I wouldn't be able to apply and I would have to take a gap year, but um, I had a really good mentor who basically just like beat me into submission and made sure I got all my shit done. Wow. Incredible. Shout out to Joanne. (laughs) So obviously we want to talk all things alpacas with you because I feel like it's, uh, maybe not everybody listening to this knows really what alpacas are. They are, in my opinion, giraffe sheep. Is this correct? That is absolutely (laughs) correct. Yes. Scientifically, (laughs) from a taxonomical standpoint, that is absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. Nailed it. Uh, (laughs) Nailed it. Do you think they're like, 
what's behind their evolution or if you're uh, my mom, what's up with their intelligent design? Hmm. So because evolution isn't real. Oh, got it. <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I'm really glad you spelled that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think I came from a monkey? Huh? <laughs> I look like monkey. Are you asking why their necks are so long? Is that the question? Why they look like that? <laughs> well, Why, they're like sheep that can see over fences. Yeah, I mean, no, legitimately though, I've heard that the the idea, well, the theory there is one, the long neck helps them with keeping their balance when they're navigating mountains because they're from Peru, so they're from the Andes mm-hmm. Mountains, and then two, it helps them peek out from behind forage because they they are prey animals, so they need to have some ability to hide themselves. Okay. And uh, we didn't discuss how skittish they are. Oh, for, like, oh yeah, for sure. When one of them goes, they all boogie. Oh yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's a pack mentality, just like sheep. Yeah. Especially if some goofy asshole with a mullet and a onesie is trying to hook one of them, they <laughs> all book it to the other side. <laughs> Every one of them. I just want to hook you. But it was, ah, it, it's the, there's so much throat. That's the problem. I would, yeah. I would squeeze them and they're, <laughs> so I don't think thr- they did that. I think you just thought they did that. That and the the uh, the sound that Lisa makes when she's quote scratching her throat. Yeah, it sounds I like have me. a tickle. Yeah, it sounds exactly <laughs> like me. It's unbelievable. But that means they're actually getting ready to hock a loogie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You hear that like uh that grumbling in the throat that's them getting ready to spit at you. They're just trying to get a, like a nice good wad ready. Get a good one. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And another very fun thing that I would have never guessed is that uh, when they're horny, they just lay it down. Yeah. Can yeah. you discuss? Yeah. So they're what's called an induced ovulator, which basically means they can turn it on or off whenever they please. So should the mood strike them, um, if you even come near them or touch them for longer than five seconds and they're into it, they just drop like a rock to the ground and they just don't move. <laughs> yeah. Just wait for it. Yeah. And your, yeah. your dad was making yeah. these hoes horny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So for <laughs> for anyone who's unfamiliar with the role my dad plays, he's my- Right, ex- that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair Forgot enough. That. Thanks my for backing that up a little bit. <laughs> my dad is my technician. He He's not yeah. just omniscient, but- um, he has this like He's weird just hanging of- there with his wang out. <laughs> you a Sorry, Dad. Yeah, Sorry. He flashes it around. Oh. They drop it like it's hot. But he has some like weird chemical effect. Like wherever we go, it like the second he grabs an alpaca, they're like, oh, oh shit, it's going down. Okay, yeah, totally. I'm okay. Yeah, and just drop. Yeah, Dude, they love him. So I, they don't do the same thing for me. But if my dad has to catch and restrain an alpaca for me, they're like, "Oh, hey, Steve, what's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, like so is really weird. proud of himself for this. By the way, <laughs> oh, it I was impressive. He did not disappoint when he promised that they did this. We saw it in action. I mean, if I had this power, for sure, I'd be like, "Hey, you want to see something awesome?" <laughs> Hello, ladies, and they all just die. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> 
feeling awfully horny here. (laughs) I mean, as uncomfortable as it is to like think about the implications, it legitimately makes him a very good handler because they stay really still when he's holding them. Yeah. Are you telling me that you're uncomfortable with the idea of a whole herd of alpacas wanting to fuck your dad? (laughs) (laughs) This makes you uneasy. Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, man. Some people. Yeah. Thought, thought this chick was cool. So, <laughs> I can't wait for my mom to listen to this. <laughs> oh, hi, hi, mom. mom. <laughs> hey, Lisa Michelle. What's up, girl? <laughs> so they're very selective with who they let breed when, right? But like there were some of them were like penned off. Yeah. So you're referring to the the farmers when they make choices about who to breed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are really selective. Um, probably the most important thing for like making a breeding pair and picking when they're going to be bred is what's going on with the the mom or the potential mom that's going to get bred. Um, they alpacas are not really good at lactating and they carry babies for anywhere between 11 to 13 months and it physically um, like really wrecks them. So they're pregnant for so long and then they have their babies and their babies just like suck the ever loving life out of them when they're nursing. So there's a lot of planning that goes into breeding because they need a lot of recovery time between Uh babies, like a lot of recovery time. So um, they are very particular about when they're going to breed. And because their pregnancies are so long, they also have to plan carefully about what that looks like next year when she gives birth. So they need to make sure that the baby's going to come at the right time. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. like what time of year? Yeah. Huh. Is that why I've never tried sweet, delicious alpaca milk? The scarcity of... Yeah, they're they're so bad at lactating. Aaron, Aaron, did you try it? Have I tried it? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Nuh-uh. I was joking. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You you drank alpaca milk? Yes. I had to milk one out this summer um, because her her baby wasn't doing well and I had to place a feeding tube in the baby, but I wanted the baby to have, you know, mom's milk and mom was uncomfortable. Did you have to like show it how to do it? So like, look, you do this. But uh, the mommy was really uncomfortable because she was getting really full and she had no relief. So me and the the farmer, we milked her out and he like, he kind of like looked funny at me and I was like, you want to try it, don't you, Rich? And he was like, yeah, I kind of do. It feels warm. Is it warm? And I was like, well, it's coming out at body temp, bro. Let's do it. So... Yeah. No, what? you didn't even chill it or anything. You just did it. No, that we throws just, it off, I mean, though. straight you know, out it's of the warm, it's different. Into yeah. the okay. bottle, and we each took a swig. Yeah. And oh. if you were to describe it? I think you're super immune uh, now, though. You're super immune human. thick. Like, you're very <laughs> viscous. You sure it was Oof. a girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't salty, Richie. <laughs> oh, God. It was mommy. quite sweet. Oh. It was like... Um, <laughs> Drinking evaporated milk. Okay. I don't know if you've ever done that, but like, you know how it's like super, super thick and like really, really sweet? It was like that. Dude. Well, why aren't we talking about like, you know, like, like alpaca fiber, like all the expensive Because we're talking about her drinking breast milk right now. (laughs) Just 
I think this takes precedence, dear. I don't. I don't think I knew <laughs> until this year actually that alpaca, or last year maybe, until one of my really bougie friends was like, "Ooh, I really want this like Lunia alpaca sweater." Expensive. It's like so, yeah. And now mm-hmm. I see alpaca everywhere, and it's like so expensive and so fancy. It is really expensive, and a lot of them are blends, so a lot of them aren't even like one hundred percent alpaca either. So you got to be. Uh, discriminatory. Well, I think that's also just a sign of how much bougier you are than I am, that your phone is constantly showing you alpaca fibers and mine <laughs> is showing me like Old Navy discounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and every time I wear it's something alpaca now, it's, it's like a hug from Aaron. So oh my goodness. I love it. <laughs> so, okay, let's get back to things I learned because of you. Okay. Um, you need, you can't have two alpacas. No, you can't have, you can't have two alpacas. So they say, and I think after hearing breeders say that time and time again, I think I'm on board after the very few places I've been where they have less than three. Um, it just seems to be like not socially comfortable for them. Um, there's something about having a pair where they're, they're always competing against each other. But if you add a third, somebody takes an alpha position and everyone is just automatically more comfortable socially that way. So that's, that's one of those kind of like funky things that a veterinarian doesn't necessarily know, but has to learn from a farmer, you know, when in, in establishing dominance, do they do the llama thing where they try to bite each other's balls off? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or should you just not have two males? Will the male always be dominant if it's three of them? Maybe that was a question. I heard she's got a quiz for you. I do oh. have a quiz for you, but, oh. um, but yeah, they, they bite at each oh. other's balls and mm-hmm. they, they use those long ass necks to like battering ram each other. I actually got, um, assaulted by an alpaca a few weeks ago. I, no way. <laughs> yeah. They swing the shit out of that head. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming at all. I just like came to like 10 feet away and somebody no. told me what happened, but it knocked you out. Yeah. I was, so I was, this was, yeah, this was like two or three weeks ago. I was out on a farm and I was working on a male and he was sick. And so he was, he was cushed, which means he was like sitting on the ground with his head upright. Mm-hmm. And I was standing Not that he like, just smoked a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, mad cushed. I was standing like kind of over top of him. And the farmer was like, I think, Arthur, who's the one that attacked me, thought that you were expressing like some sort of physical or sexual dominance over this other male. And I think he thought that the other male was a female and that you were breeding it. And so he like basically tried to fling you off of him. So he was like, he came charging down the field. And as he got close to you, he just like started swinging his neck around. And then he just like, clotheslined you with his neck and you just went like 10 feet away. And then he mounted the male that was on the ground and was trying to breed him. Nobody fucks this guy but me. <laughs> it was like this weird <laughs> prison situation. Yeah. And then like... That's my bitch, prison. bitch. Like what? <laughs> later, at, like we got back to work and it, like a solid hour later, this asshole comes back a second time and bites me on the ass. So I think he was like going for my nuts, so to speak. Like, like he was not and like he he got through a fence to come at me like it was yeah it was Crazy. a mess wow i i'm just thinking what a boss move it is to run and like swing your head like the the, the clothesline thing that's that's very challenging it's, that takes a lot of coordination yeah to run with your neck sideways and then whip it at the last second yeah i mean they get some good leverage going 
It's a pretty heavy blow. So I'm very impressed by I all hope of this. You're okay, and uh, also this is my favorite. And also, podcast. Richie really hopes you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, yeah. Hope he's like, okay. I'm so impressed by this. I'm like, also. Yeah, you know, how are you doing? Send pictures. <laughs> send pictures of the bite mark. But uh, <laughs> you were not concussed. Um, Did you probably. I mean, I've had so many concussions at this point. Like, I I like get out of my truck and get a concussion. So I'm sure I was a little bit. Oi. Uh, whew. Yeah. I now I feel bad because uh-huh. I didn't immediately. I know. You know. Have I mean, it's empathy. cool. I watched it. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm impressed yeah. by alpaca violence. <laughs> um, Okay. Why are they so big, but they make such tiny poops? Oh, <laughs> it's just, that's their spiral colon. It's like a little like production bean factory. So their poops get made into these little beans and come out that way. Are they, well, I guess deer have little tiny poops too. Yeah. And so do, so, so anything that has little poops, like, so mooses have them and bunnies. Mooses, bunnies, sheep, goats, llamas, alpacas all have little tiny bean poops. Yep. Little turdlets. Little turdlets. <laughs> yeah, I just learned something. Uh-huh. So alpacas and llamas are closely related, correct? Yes, they are. Are there hybrids? Like a liger? Well, there are different breeds of alpacas you want to know about. Yeah, no. there's like different that. breeds of first. alpacas, <laughs> and there are hybrid okay. alpaca llamas, and they're sterile. Ooh. So they're like mules? Yes, exactly. What's the point of making them? <laughs> um, it's a novelty thing. For fun? Yeah. <laughs> so then can you make a camel llama? I don't know. I mean... The like reproductive medicine side of me says I'm fine with it as long as mom is bigger than dad because I don't want to be taken into those obstetrical nightmare situations. But <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, we could call it a comma. Just going to put that out there. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love I, it. But yes, there are different uh, breeds of alpacas, correct? Yes. So what you guys saw, um, those are called hokayas. Mm-hmm. I didn't sneeze. I said a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that got that good hair. Right. Yes. Yeah. So um, they have really nice fiber and good fiber quality. Um, there's like all of these different parameters to judge the how elite the, or high quality the fiber is and Um, I don't know a whole lot about that, but I know that they send off histograms of the hair. So it gets examined like down to the sequencing, which is pretty cool. And that's how they get judged. So not only can you bring your entire alpaca to an alpaca show, but if for some reason you don't want to transport your alpaca, you can just bring the alpaca's fleece to the show and just show a bag of its hair, basically. Really? Yeah. How much is there? Like, how do they... How do they measure is like do they pay by the pound like they first grade it and how much it's worth and then pay by the pound or something or is it by like the foot? Yeah. No, that's that's pretty much how it works. So it's supposed to at shearing time, it's supposed to come off basically in one big piece, which is called the blanket. And then the blanket gets, are you ready for this? Noodled into a noodle, <laughs> a noodle type shape. And that <laughs> noodle gets tested and shown, and then it gets awarded a grade, and then you get a price. Wow. Um, wait, so, is there, I want to know what the most expensive, so what's my Lunia? Where's that, what breed of alpaca is that coming from? Oh, that's, I don't even own a piece of Lunia, by the way. I don't own I don't even know what you're talking about. So. That's <laughs> probably coming from a Hokaya, um, but I, as far as like what that would cost, like raw material, I, I don't really Oh, no, know. no. I just wanted to know the breed. And, and- what are other breeds? I like their names. I just like their um, names. the other breed that I'm used to seeing is a Surrey. There's Why would you have them if they don't like make as much money? 
if their hair is not worth, worth as much of their fiber. Some people like them because um, they have kind of like this dreadlock sort of look and their fiber is still useful. It's just not as high quality. So um, a lot of people, it's just a preference thing. Like they want to make, um, I don't know, like a rug or a tapestry. They don't want to make socks or gloves. So they're okay with like a a denser, less quality fiber, but they like to deal with the surreys better for some reason. There is a post that will be going up on my Instagram page. I have so much alpaca content. I was so overwhelmed. I couldn't <laughs> post when we were there, but I'm, I'm going to. And um, there's going to be a post going up that I actually ask you to basically write for me. And um, <laughs> it was like, and, and the gist of it was like, you know, alpacas need to be sheared. Do you want to talk about a little bit about the controversy about that maybe or nah? Um, I mean, really, like what it boils down to is this idea of shearing being inhumane is just completely ridiculous and extremely ignorant. But animals that are fiber or wool animals need to get shorn. That is how they survive the winter. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, okay, that's what the it end. comes down to. Okay. And Sounds of all good. the things to be upset about, I don't know why anyone picks on shearing because there's right. no fatality associated with that. If I could segue here, was the fellow's name Winston? Oh, yeah. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Uh, what was, did, was that one of the alpacas? No. Here? You remember? No. What was that? No, that was the pig. Oh, pig. Would you tell us? You remember? Tell, oh, tell our gentle balls. listeners how you uh, how you came to calm down that pig when you walked into his pen. Oh, yes. Winston. Uh, Winston is like a 350-pound boar, which is an intact male pig. And he um, feels very at ease, almost comatose if you scratch his testicles in just the right way. Um, <laughs> so that is my fear-free method of doing anything with Winston is just to get in there and give him a good scritchy scratch until he gets all loopy and starts to doze off. He really went into a trance. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And yeah, then like I mean, he, woke up out of it like, whoa. He like yeah. nodded out like he was on heroin. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and got to say, uh, game recognized game, Winston, sweet set of balls on you, buddy. If you're listening, uh, I mean- yeah. A proper bag. Yes. Yeah, he's got some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we do need to uh, get to our games shortly. But you told me, you said two words that I didn't know go together uh, in regards to the pigs. Would you uh, Would you describe just oh. fear jizzing? Fear jizzing, yes. <laughs> so... I, I don't like pigs and pigs don't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they see me coming, they know that, you know, shit's going to go down. I'm either there to vaccinate them or trim their hooves or, you know, castrate, what have you. So um, male pigs kind of have this like uncontrollable like thing that comes over them when they get really nervous and startled, they will just start ejaculating and they just like can't they just can't stop and they like so I call it fear jizzing but it's just like it's so hilarious to me even though it smells so bad and it's like well okay put a pin in that but anybody that uses the proper scientific term for for fear jizzing can trip and fall Mm. it's fear jizzing that's what it's called (laughs) but Aaron also does a great impression of it Aaron can you too like, so that, like, they see me coming and they're like, oh, God, she's here. Oh, and they're just like, I, I can't stop. Like, they, they look at you like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, 
like, <laughs> and they, they literally cannot stop it. And they look Wait. at you like, I just don't, I'm so, oh, it's we, hilarious. We need to make a cartoon out of that. Can we make but, a cartoon? Who but, can we commission but, to make a cartoon but out also, of But also, uh, okay, so they, it, they can't stop it and it stinks? Oh, it smells so bad. Yeah, it's- Stinky pictures? There is no way to get that smell off of you. It's like one of those things like, it's like Wait, they eating- they on you? Well, no, no. They just, I thought they were running away and just Yeah, but like in your present, like just being around it. It's spiral too, so it just goes everywhere, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, like yeah, they have, a they have that spiral, penis. so it just kind of like fire it hoses. Goes. But it's like, yeah. it's like going to hibachi where it just like sets into your hair and your clothes and like you just can't get it out. Uh, <laughs> going to hibachi will never be the same. Do you ever get home and your husband's just like, no, shower now. <laughs> so, no wife of mine eats dinner covered in fear jizz. No, I smell disgusting all the time. Lisa can tell you. I was telling her last <laughs> no. night, like, I literally don't remember the last time I showered, but I mean, that's same. same here's the same. secret to like, to, to my marriage. This is how you can stay married to a livestock vet. My husband has anosmia, so he cannot smell. Oh yeah. That's he why it works. Smell? Wow. So you would actually have to have like furges on your lips. So you kiss and you taste it. Oh God. And be like, damn it woman. <laughs> That seems oh, unlikely. All right, you took it too far. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, <laughs> let's play some games and get the F on but out But we here. made How- poor Aaron do the work here. <laughs> There's talk of you having a quiz for me. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. So Lisa suggested I put some <laughs> quiz questions together. Um, Bring that shit to me, yo. And <laughs> she suggested an either-or format, so... I made the questions to be kind of like there's a question and then you answer either alpaca or llama. Such a great, such a gracious guest this is doing incredible. the work this because the, I made him do the this work. Is, this is we don't deserve alpacas. Yeah. Richie edition. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what this is. Well, kiss my ass. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So uh, the first question is which species has more valuable fiber, llamas or alpacas? Alpaca. That is correct. Yay. Yes. All right. The second question which is the most important question if you're going to take away anything from the difference between these two animals. Which species is a soft, cuddly, and shy species, and which species is more likely to jump you in a dark alleyway at knife point because you looked at it wrong? Alpaca first, llama second. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Dang, wow, you learn things. I yeah. know. You're doing good. You're listening. I, I know listen. that, uh, that llamas are assholes. To Dr. Aaron. <laughs> it <laughs> is right. pretty amazing. Yeah, llamas are assholes. They really are. They're, yeah. Hit me. I want more. Okay. I want more. <laughs> okay. The third question, which is kind of related, is which species species is considered to be a herd guardian animal. Herd guardian. Mm-hmm. I feel the guardian seems llama, like they, they would actually fight you instead of running from you. Yes. Yes, you Ooh, are correct. Yeah, llamas are frequently used as guardian animals for herds of alpacas. Wow. Because no if shit. anything comes in there, the alpacas are like, oh my God, run. And the llamas are like, um, I'm going to pull your spine out of your body. Yeah. <laughs> they, they pull a brave heart. Like, I want to peck a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to peck a fight. <laughs> Just in case you didn't hear it the first time, ladies. I you like to do it again. I like to say it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I do two, I might three. Question number four. Me, yeah. Uh, which one has banana ears and which one has elf ears? Banana ears. 
I think the llama has elf ears and the alpaca has llama, uh, has <laughs> banana. Lisa? Uh, I'm just going to go with the opposite. Yeah, yeah. The llamas have oh, banana ears. Right. Oh, you wuss. <laughs> I, I did all the heavy lifting. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you said just go, nah. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, which species is of huge economic importance to Peru? Alpaca. That is incorrect. The answer is both. Oh, Oh, you tricky thing. You tricky Dr. B. <laughs> I know. Yeah, both. So Peru basically um, exists on alpaca and llama industries, which is pretty, cocaine. pretty cool. But <clears throat> cocaine. <clears throat> Lots of cocaine. I thought you said cookie. I thought you were saying cookie in a cookie monster voice, and I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but cocaine, you don't deny that it's cocaine. Cocaine monster would be an adori- adorable puppet. <laughs> cocaine. Adorable. <laughs> and adorable. Cocaine. <laughs> I'm just laughing here. Adore- it's like a super paranoid. No, you messed animal. up the word. Adore you. Uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> I hope you get your period in your white outfit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you're the only one who has to look at me, so. Uh, yeah, you can rewear it. Okay, next yes, I question. Would. Yes, <laughs> I would. The final, the final question um, is, fun. which species has a higher drug tolerance? I mean, I think by weight, I would go llama. No, is, I would go up. Al- oh, go ahead. That is incorrect. Alpacas. Yeah, have- that's, that's what I was gonna say because the smaller, the smaller they are, the higher metabolism. And yeah, they, they weirdly have like, like three to four uh, times yeah. the drug metabolism that llamas right. do. I get that all the time with little dogs, like little evil chihuahuas who mm-hmm. are. I mean, I can give them like horse doses of not actual horse doses, zero <laughs> horse vet, but like big doses of drugs, and they just don't. You know, whereas the the bigger dogs definitely seem much more affected by it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. alpacas are incredibly hard to anesthetize for that reason because it's just yeah. like you can really load them up on drugs and they'll just be like, right, Meh. right. Meh. You know. <laughs> but <laughs> what's important here is I think I went four for six. Wow. So I think yeah. it was so, Aaron's got to tell you. Uh, that you I deserve, deserve you deserve alpacas. Oh, alpacas. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> okay, well I have a quiz for yo ass too. Oh my uh, god. You uh, yeah. Oh my I, god. I mean I can't let the lady go out of here without a quiz. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's time to determine if you deserve alpacas. Oh boy. Lady. <laughs> gosh, uh, the tables have turned. You know what it is? It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay, so Richie's favorite video this week was titled Building the Perfect Squirrel-Proof Bird Feeder. I highly, highly recommend that you would search that term. Building the perfect squirrel-proof bird feeder. Mark Rober, or Robert, dedicated his entire backyard to feeding birds and deterring squirrels. How did he do this? Alligator pit? Plexiglass dome? Ninja warrior obstacle course? Or Ghislaine Maxwell is living comfortably in Israel right now. Um, first of all, I'm uncomfortable with the way you pronounce that name. And <laughs> second of all, Ghislaine is the only way to say it. And why do you, you think that Fear Ghislaine? Fear Ghislaine? His Israel <laughs> That'd actually be a great teacher. But I'm gonna say Ninja Warrior. Uh, that thing, is correct. That wow. <laughs> yes. And by Watch. the way, these cl- these questions are clearly not on back early. No. Uh, right. watch okay, watch the video. It's the same guy that made the exploding glitter bomb for package thieves. Oh my god, and, great. Yeah. 
It has everything <laughs> from a salmon ladder to plank walks to <gasps> pneumatic and spring-loaded booby traps. I love but it. when a squirrel hits a walnut jackpot, if they get all the way to the end. Oh, stop it! What a question thrill. two. Okay, an Aussie alpaca Lisa mm-hmm. farmer went viral this week for yelling at his alpaca named Patrick. <laughs> Why was he yelling at him? Because Patrick bit him. Because Patrick let all the alpacas out of the pen. Because Patrick was playing dead. Or because Patrick was in the sheep's pen. I'm going to say Patrick was in the sheep's pen. That is correct. Wow. Yes. Yeah, he was uh, He was <laughs> the only alpaca so funny. hanging out with the sheep. And he's got beautiful black hair and was literally the black sheep of the family. Oh, in my this goodness. Scenario. Patrick, what a naughty boy. So funny. We got to post Question these. Three, we got to make sure to post this. But uh-huh. why was Patrick hanging out with the sheep? Oh, my goodness. Because he wanted to get sheared? Because his number one homie is a sheep? Because the sheep have a bigger yard? Or because he was eating an enormous bale of hay all by himself. Oh, enormous bale of hay all by himself. That is wow. correct. What? That is correct. You're my hero. And we're going to uh, we're going to play it out with that. But thank nice. you so much. Yeah, you were a fantastic guest. Thank and you. you. Gave me a quiz. How nice was yes, that? Yes, yeah. I love a quiz. You know, I love a quiz. <laughs> I think you can go to higher. <laughs> uh, tell tell the good folks where to find you there, Dr. Aaron. Um, well, I'm not great at social media, but I do have an Instagram um, at HoofHoundNJ. Uh, and I do have a Facebook, actually. Hoof and Hound is where you can find me. Fantastic. And uh, you guys know where to find us because we say it at the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. You were fantastic. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.